0: Actually, think I don't want to interrupt, but I think the line is actually like we came. What? Like, like we came. Hold, hold on. Like we, we both came here. Not like you came by yourself.
1: Listen, hold, hold, hold on. All right, hold on. <coughs>
0: okay. Hi guys.
1: <laughs> Did you come though, Katie?
0: Uh, always. <laughs> always, in fact. I, I insist on it.
1: D- definitely. <laughs> I think that it is a it is a must. You should always use your podcast app. You should. To listen to us and to listen to this. And to come. And to come. Maybe. While you're listening to us.
0: Don't talk to us about that part, though. You know what <laughs> I mean? Just don't, just don't tell me about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's all right. So how have you guys been? How's your week, man?
1: Are you talking to me or are you talking to them this time? I can never really tell. Which I'm just
0: thing. opening it up. But I feel like you're the, floor? the only one who can okay. respond. Just opening it to the floor. Let's As we look up. around this empty-ass room. Empty apartment. Knox is like, Row.
1: He's like, I'm fine.
0: I mean, it was good. <laughs> I had some crunchies. It was great.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Still in I'm holiday. Interested. Still in holiday. Still doing that. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, we're doing some, we're putting some work in uh, on this side. The stuff that you oh, yeah. guys don't see, we're putting in some work. Uh huh. Um. We
0: God, we are no for real. <laughs> it we're, sounds like we're bullshitting, but we actually have been fucking doing work. We had a meeting today, and uh, and the meeting commenced in what may be considered by some to be the usual way. Uh, and the person we were meeting with asked Kenny uh, about himself, and he completely shut down.
1: Uh. <laughs> uh, uh I don't know. And then I look to Katie and I'm like, Katie, please great. tell them about me, <laughs> please.
0: You just, you should have just kept your composure entirely and just been like, tell them about me and like looked away <laughs> and just been like, tell Listen, them all about me.
1: I find it really hard. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! 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 Do you? Do uh, you? Yeah. <laughs> when yeah.
0: specifically? I like mean, what time of day? Um,
1: various times. No.
0: It just reinforces that we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> no. Not <laughs> no. at all. No. It what it reinforces is that like we're not. Uh, we're non-professional. Aggressively and blatantly, not professional. Um, what in it tells you is
1: that we have to hide behind a mic.
0: <laughs> it's true. <And>
1: virtual <laughs> anonymity. Look,
0: from <laughs> now on, I'm insisting that we have all of our meetings in podcast form. Um, none of this Skype business. None I'll of this send you video. A- I will send you an MP3. <laughs> exactly. You can send me one back. And then I will respond in my own MP3 format. It'll be great. Exactly. This is the future. It'll be great. (laughs) But no, we have a bunch of awesome shit coming up for you guys. um, And we're actually going to be making a big announcement on the next episode. Yeah. Regarding a very exciting thing that is happening. And so make sure that you tune in next time to listen to that because it's going to be at the top of the next episode and it's going to be fucking awesome Mm -hmm. and you're going to be super psyched
1: making moves doing things planning out December getting our shit together (laughs) we've got some awesome topics and things that we're going to talk about it's true true. so I'm going to stop this now yeah please do
0: (laughs) all right so up top at the top we have some new at the tip at the tip, at the tippy top, we have some new Patreon people that we need to thank
1: again. How? <laughs> again? Why? Why?
0: <laughs> why? I don't know.
1: I don't understand it, but you know, here we are again.
0: I love it. No, it's I love good. it too.
1: Keep it coming.
0: So is just <laughs> just keep it coming. Just... This episode yeah, is you...
1: one long sexual pun. Sexual yeah. pun. I feel
0: like once you have one, you just it just it's just easier for the next ones to come to come. Yes. All right, so let's thank our Patreon family. Okay. Do you want to go first? We have our dressed candles here for you.
1: Yes. So I have Heather S., who is a member of our State Spooky Squad.
0: And I am welcoming Ashley B., who is a brand new Cannibal Cult member.
1: And as always, guys... Oh, damn.
0: I know. <laughs> this flame is, like, really large.
1: Whoa. Just
0: scoot that over just um, a little bit.
1: I'm concerned
0: it's fine girl
1: are you are you you, uh, she must be very passionate
0: she's very fiery very
1: fiery clearly yes uh always keep in mind that our candles uh that we use for our invocation is dressed with um utter light and uh pure intentions and goodwill all the money all the good health you could ever want all of the orgasms that you could ever want
0: honey good health good wealth good fucks
1: exactly we're gonna put it on a shirt Tonight.
0: <laughs> so thank you guys so much for becoming part of the family. We really, really appreciate uh, everybody who listens to the show, um, but the Patreon folks who willingly give to us of their own purses, we we really can't say thank you enough. Thanks so much for for being our partners in the show. Yeah, they, really.
1: They liked what they what they got while they were in the bed with us, and they left a little coil <laughs> on that dresser.
0: <laughs> I just want to go on record officially to say that we don't sleep with Patreon members. Actually, none of the people that we sleep with are on our Patreon, so we maybe need to work on that.
1: <laughs> for real? Wait, <laughs> um, hang wait. a minute! That we, wait, that is not how this works.
0: It's <laughs> <is> not okay. <laughs> anyway, no. I,
1: again, that could be a special tier.
0: <laughs> 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 Advocating prostitution. First five minutes. Let's hey, go. Hey.
1: Sex workers, okay? (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Podcast workers. Podcast
0: workers. So I had a little thing that I wanted to do before we get, before we dig in. Before we get in deep? To today's, yes. Before we go balls deep in today's topic, um, we got a really, 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 really sweet email. And we usually don't, um, like, read reviews and stuff on the podcast. Uh, If you guys want us to do that. Let us know. But yeah. We don't really do it because it's awkward for us to, like, read something that's like, you guys are fucking awesome. Because it feels like, I don't know, it just feels weird to me to read about how great I am Talking to you <laughs> on the podcast. Like, I'm just, maybe we're just too socially Honey, awkward to do that. I don't know.
1: for yourself.
0: <laughs> maybe we should let the Leo Corner do that. <laughs> but we did get this really sweet email, and we wanted to share it with you guys. It is from Ashley B., who uh, is our newest Cannibal Cult member. Uh, and candle's she says burning, Candles still burning high Still burning high She's doing good So the subject is You guys are the fucking shit ah! Which of course is an, an amazing subject line And the reason that we're reading her message Is because she actually isn't part of the Facebook group She doesn't do social media stuff So um, you guys won't get to hear from her Unfortunately Unless we read you her email So we will read you her email So she says Hi And then she used a zombie emoji. I'm going to narrate the emoji. Yeah. Not even trying to be a weirdo, but just joined your Patreon. You're the first podcast I've ever paid into. You guys just rock. I live on the other side of the U.S. in Washington State, work as a mail carrier and a mom of one amazing little boy. And then then she says, I swear if you have just one and make them your best friend and be a hard ass at the same time, children are worth it. Trying sort to of address that like we don't have an issue with children what
1: is people? What are, <laughs> like, what is, i don't understand we uh, we're, we're not given,
0: anti-children are have
1: we ever have we ever said that we're anti-children we may have
0: no i think we've said that this podcast isn't for children but that really is truly because we love children and we need them to not be exposed to our bullshit listen
1: i wouldn't go that far <laughs>
0: i mean i'm just saying that like We're not anti-children. We just want your children to not grow up to be fucking psychopaths. So don't let them listen to us at a young, impressionable age.
1: Yeah, wait until, like, ten.
0: Yeah, and then, well, mm, I don't know about that. Maybe, like, honey, because then you get into the teenage years, so you can't introduce it then, because then there'll be a teen who kills, so.
1: Listen, I...
0: Honey, 18. Lotto tickets, cigarettes haunted heart <laughs> go for it all right anyway i just wanted on the record that we don't hate children your children are fine so back into the email uh she says i freaking love the shit out of your show i listen to all kinds of true crime and like y'all i love them and are interested in all of it but you guys are a breath of fresh air from all the serious podcasts all, all the serious professional podcasts. <laughs> i totally love it and like you guys say, it's fine. <laughs>
1: I love that. And I didn't even realize that I didn't you realize say that was that a, thing. a lot, but like <laughs> I'm into it now. It's fine.
0: Totally. She she wrote that in this email and I was like, oh man, I do do that. It's fine. <laughs>
1: it's fine.
0: So she says, and like you guys say, it's fine. Anyways, I don't have a Facebook and I'm not in, I'm not all into the social media, which is weird for our age, but who cares, right? Thanks again. Totally enjoy your friendship and humor. You guys are the best.
1: Aww. Yeah. She's I love adorable. that. Yes. She's adorable. That is so wholesome. Yes.
0: It totally is. I fucking love it. So, thank you, Ashley. You're really cool. Thank you for the sweet message. Um, we love that you love us. the show. <laughs> we love that you love us. Yes. And we love you right back. Yes, we do. In all the ways. In the biblical That's
1: amazing. Way.
0: Yes. So, what are we talking about today while Ashley's on her mail route, girl?
1: <laughs> well,
0: as you know, a couple it, wait, episodes. Wait, uh, so, uh,
1: are, is this the Thanksgiving episode?
0: This is the Thanksgiving episode. Oh, okay, so, cool. This one is the Thanksgiving episode.
1: I just wanted to clarify. You
0: made that. it really clear that the last one wasn't the Thanksgiving episode. Oh, you mean when
1: we were talking about Thanksgiving foods, <laughs> uh, turkeys, mashed taters?
0: Look, I'm just gravy. gonna say that when we get to talking about food. I get a little distracted, you know.
1: I, I I understand. I receive that. You know,
0: I can I can um, get a little sidetracked.
1: So listen, uh, some of you guys may or may not know this. We may have talked about it or may not have talked about it in a podcast episode previously. I don't really remember, but um, Katie has always told me that if she were to kill me, she would do it via 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 via. She would do it via poison. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Via Bitch. poison. And she would probably... That's probably how you would get me. Mm-hmm. That's how you would get me.
0: Yeah, you're not going to turn food down. Um,
1: yeah, so we're going to talk... We just, we're in a toxic mood today.
0: We are. Toxic, Toxicity. Poison. Ta-da.
1: Poison in food. Killing you with food. That's what we're doing. That's what we're talking about today. We really want you to feel... <laughs>
0: But what are we talking about today? (laughs) I don't think it's clear. It's the poisoning episode, people.
1: We're talking poison. We're
0: talking poisoners.
1: Poisoning.
0: And poisoning. And poison. Types
1: of poison. And all of it. All of that shit that can fuck you up. (laughs) And could be easily concealed in your favorite deviled egg.
0: Not to give you any ideas.
1: Not to give you any ideas that haven't already been done
0: okay. before, okay. I'm sure. So walk us through. Give us, a, give us a primer course on Poison 101.
1: Poison 101. Because I heard well, you I know a little sign. I don't know if I can do that. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. <clears throat> but I did pull together a list of the top ten most deadliest, dangerous types of poison that there are which i thought would be uh, a great kicker for the episode Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with thanksgiving a kicker (laughs) football kicker kicker football thanksgiving there you go there you go see or
0: you know thanksgiving family hating your family poisoning your family poisoning your family like the lady gaga video we didn't say it but we said it
1: like the lady gaga video the telephone video Mm -hmm. where she poisons everybody in the restaurant Mm -hmm. that was a good video god that's how I would imagine. Mm.
0: I thought you were talking about the, at first I thought you were talking about, uh, is it paparazzi where she poisons well, Alexander Skarsgård with the poison ring? Well, that
1: too. Mm-hmm. That too. They're handy. You, don't you have one?
0: I do. <laughs> I do.
1: Oh. Awkward. Anyway. Oh, wait. You did kill me a couple of episodes back. I did. All right. Yeah. Cool. And then brought me back. Thanks.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway. You know, I can't do the show without you.
1: So, number 10 is our favorite, and that is hydrogen cyanide. Mm,
0: Hydrogen cyanide? So, so is that just like the long-form name of the professional name of cyanide?
1: just saying cyanide, yeah. Okay. Cyanide. Cyanide. Yes. So, this has a very rich... And fruitful history. And interestingly enough, some scientists even believe that it may have been one of the chemicals responsible for producing life on Earth. Interesting. Yes. And today it is better known as an agent of death. (laughs) So the active ingredient uh, in the uh, Zyklon B that the Nazis used to exterminate the Jews uh, in the shower rooms. That sentence was weird. But that's what they used. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's what was used. Um, Yeah. So so the gas chambers were cyanide gas. Yes. Hmm. Cyanide is the chemical used as capital punishment uh, in the gas chambers of the U.S. And those who have come into contact with it describe it smelling sweetly of almonds.
0: Hold up, girl. Do we still have gas chambers in the U.S.? Mm, Like working ones?
1: I think most states have discontinued it, but not all.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay.
1: But it does smell sweetly of almonds, so if you're eating something that is not an almond and it smells like almonds, throw it back in the bitch's face that gave it to you. <laughs> um, so what it does is it binds to the iron in our blood cells and starts choking them off, removing their ability to transfer oxygen throughout the body. And death can take several minutes and is often gruesome to witness with the condemned flailing and drooling in an attempt to, stave off death.
0: Hmm.
1: Not not fun.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Not fun at all. Hmm. Thoughts on the on the cyanide.
0: Thoughts. <laughs> Thoughts. Discussion. <laughs> Literally just expression. discussion.
1: Discussion.
0: Uh no. So is it like um?
1: Don't ask me more than I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me any questions I can't answer. Um, Okay, no, I think I'm good. So cyanide is what we typically think of when, when we think, think of poisoner yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. And so a, a lot of the it. times
1: you get the um, the almond, like that's yeah. a really popular, like yeah. um, if you smell something that smells like the almonds. Well, I think
0: I talked about before the short story that was like about the bread, bed and breakfast. Um, fuck, somebody wrote me and told me the name of that short story too after that episode, and I have now, again, forgotten it. Great. Hey, <laughs> that
1: hey person who told Katie that. <laughs> Um, can you remind her again?
0: <laughs> no, it was awesome. Cause they, it was the story about the guy who goes into the bed and breakfast and like all the people, like everything just seems slightly off and the caretaker's like, no, it's fine. You can stay here. Yada, yada. And then he slowly starts to realize that all of the people that are sitting around like in the lobby and in the hotel or in the B&B are actually dead and just like oh, stuffed. And then at the end of the short story, he is drinking tea and he comments that it, tastes slightly of cyanide, or slightly of almonds. <laughs> cyanide would be a little <laughs> too on the nose.
1: This tastes slightly like cyanide.
0: <laughs> no, it says it tastes... But I'm going to
1: drink it anyway, <laughs> because would, fuck life.
0: That would be a little bit too on the nose. No, he, he comments that the tea tastes slightly of almonds, which is supposed to be your tip-off <laughs> that it's that it's cyanide. Katie's
1: like, uh-huh. And he's been murdered. Yeah, it's almond tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes.
0: I actually used to have something, I think it was... Um, was it apple or was it like a blackberry and almond tea like it was flavored like almonds
1: <laughs> well yeah but you know that there exists a little bit of cyanide in almonds, like apple ste- almonds and also yep. apple seeds as well mm-hmm. which... like wait,
0: if you let your almonds go bad they taste like shit and yeah. that's what i imagine cyanide tastes like yeah can't say from experience though
1: <laughs> all right next on my list here
0: would this be a good time to share our P.O. Box? Probably not. <laughs> okay. P.O. Box 6047, nah. Leesburg, Virginia 20147.
1: No. Nah. Uh, hydrofluoric acid. This is an acid.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> hydrofluoric <Good>. acid. <clears throat> is that what they dissolve bodies in?
1: Um, I believe so, yes. Mm. So, is used in several industri- industries, uh, such as metalwork and even the making of Teflon. Hmm. There are acids that are far more powerful than hydrofluoric, but few which are as dangerous to humans. In its gaseous form, it can easily burn the eyes and lungs, but in liquid form it is particularly insidious. When exposed to the human flesh, it is initially painless. The fact that it doesn't hurt means people can become seriously exposed without even realizing it. It then begins to seep through the skin and into the bloodstream. Uh, which I imagine is when it starts to become painful, I would say, um, where it reacts with the calcium in the body. And in worst cases, it can soak through the tissue and even destroy the underlying bone.
0: Mm, yeah. yeah. I think that's what they dissolved the bodies in in uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Speaking the hydrofluoric of acid. which, let me just take a, a slight sidebar. Probably everybody who listens to the show knows this already, but I didn't and I learned it this week. Did you know that The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad are in the same universe?
1: I've heard a theory, but I don't
0: think that's AMC true. AMC confirmed it.
1: They confirmed AMC it? AMC
0: officially confirmed it, yeah. And there's a couple of like, um, things where I think when they're in, in Walking Dead, when they're in the, in the very beginning, when they're in Atlanta, like you see some of the blue meth hmm. that Walter White was making. And um, Daryl's brother, Merle, also had some of that like blue meth. But they've com- AMC has officially confirmed that those two things take place in the same universe, and it's Walter White's myth that turns people into the zombies.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: See, if you just paid your teachers more...
0: There you go. <laughs> Pay your teachers more. You
1: wouldn't have ended or, the world. Or, you
0: know, universal health care. For
1: real, you know. I'm just saying. It's fine. Yeah. So, number eight on my deadly countdown here.
0: <laughs> Back to poisoning. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, I, I'm probably... but. I'm probably pronouncing this completely wrong. Um, Betrach... Betrachitoxin. Betrachitoxin.
0: Betrachitoxin. Betrachitoxin. Okay. what she do? She sounds like a girl I used to know.
1: (laughs) So this is actually one of the most powerful neurotoxins in the world. Mm. You would probably understand what when i tell you this but it is what is found on the skin of those tiny little poison dart frogs
0: oh okay
1: yes so interestingly enough the frogs themselves don't produce the poison it actually comes from the food they eat which is probably a type of beetle uh yes and so it secretes that poison due to what it eats uh, and there are several different versions depending on the species, um, but the most dangerous is the gold golden poison frog, uh, which is located in Colombia.
0: Mm. That's kind of like me, like after I've had a Taco Bell party pack for real, you just kind of
1: <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, you, get the you meat just sweats. excrete that, yeah, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Thank you, so biology. Cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that little guy, that little tiny little small frog, uh, is small enough to sit on your fingertip. Almost said "sit on your face," but weird. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> sit on your fingertip, uh, but one frog has enough batrachotoxin on him to kill around two dozen people, Fuck. or a couple elephants. Mm. So this toxin works by attacking the nerves opening their sodium channels and causing paralysis, which essentially shuts off the entire body's ability to communicate with itself. Um, And there is actually no known antidote. Mm -hmm. And death is, like, pretty quick. Immediate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. So don't be fucking with those little tiny little frogs in Colombia. Don't do it.
0: (laughs) Add that to the list of many things in Colombia to be afraid of. For real. Uh, All
1: right. And then number seven. You know this one. Nerve gas. Oh, yeah. Nerve gas, um, which was outlawed by the Chemical Weapons Convention of 1993. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, or uh, Nerve gas, or VX as it's known, is believed to be the most powerful nerve gas in the world. And it was actually found by accident in 1952 by a chemist testing organophosphates. It was removed from sale because it was too dangerous for the public. It soon attracted the attention of the world's governments, and as this was a time of Cold War, political unrest, all that good stuff, uh, was stockpiled for potential use in war. Now, luckily, no one flinched, and it was never used in battle. However, a cultist from the Japanese group, uh, which I cannot pronounce, but I will try Shinri, Shinriko, Shinriko. uh, Om Shinriko. Yeah. Did manage to make some and he used it to kill a man. The only known, which is the only known uh, human death attributed to uh, nerve gas. Uh, The agent works by inhibiting the production of an enzyme in the nerves, which results in a constant activity uh, or a storm in the nervous system that quickly overwhelms the body.
0: Mm. I have a lot to say about Amshin but I'm sure that you have the other poison that's associated with that group on your list. Probably. And if not, we'll come back to it.
1: We'll probably talk about it. That's not the one they're known for.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Nerve gas is what I would have thought that they would have used in gas chambers, but maybe that's just uh, maybe that's just me. No, nope.
1: no. Nope. <laughs> Number six, Agent Orange.
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> this shit. Yeah,
1: Agent Orange.
0: Really, really bad. Very bad.
1: Uh, so it was manufactured both by Dow Chemical and Monsanto. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a
0: fruit company, yeah. By the way, just so everybody knows, yeah, that's a that's a fruit company.
1: Yep, yep. So it was used during the Vietnam War, uh, both to kill the trees, which provided cover for enemy soldiers and to destroy crops in rural areas. Uh, But unfortunately, besides killing plants, the herbicide contained a chemical dioxin called TCDD, a known carcinogen, which causes a vast increase in cancers for those exposed to it, uh, particularly lymphomas. And in addition, tens of thousands of Vietnamese children uh, were either stillborn or riddled with birth defects. Uh, which could include, uh, included cleft palates, uh, extra fingers, toes, uh, and also just, dis- you know, and other disabilities.
0: Yeah, that one is one that's uh, troubling, because our, our country, our government knew that that was a literal poison, and they said, let's just dump it on our boys, and yeah. also everybody else. So not good. That's, um, yeah, not the way to treat your your country's defenders.
1: Nope, not at all. Um, I mean, or, you know, just people in another country that you fucking
0: invaded, but also your own soldiers.
1: Humans in general.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I have a lot of feels about that.
1: Yeah. Number five is a popular one. Ricin.
0: Ah, ricin. Ricin. Breaking bad again. Yes. are.
1: So this is interesting because uh, it comes from the castor bean and it is among the deadliest of poisons and a dose as small as a few grains of salt is enough to kill a grown man. And it works by preventing the body from manufacturing the proteins it needs to survive and causes the victims to go into shock. And because it's so easy to produce, ricin has been weaponized, unfortunately, by many of the world's governments and was used at least once in an assassination when uh, a Bulgarian dissident, writer, Georgi Markov, uh, was shot by a ricin
0: pellet. Oh, yeah, yeah, the umbrella thing. Yeah, where you shoot it from the end of the umbrella.
1: Yep. yep. on the streets of London, nineteen seventy eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's crazy. That's like something that you legitimately like see in a spy movie.
0: That's what I was about to say. There's some <laughs> fucking spy shit. Like right you there. shoot
1: a rice and bean or whatever it is. Yeah, at, out of an umbrella into someone, and he was. I think what I read was that it was like, oh, there was just like a, a pain from being shot with something, mm-hmm. but nothing like too alarming
0: yeah 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 like a bite
1: yeah like a bite or something like that and then you're dead uh, effective though effective definitely number four very popular very well known arsenic
0: ah i was gonna say rat poison arsenic rat poison
1: so this has been used for centuries for everything from forging weapons um to actually make up hmm they used uh, arsenic in makeup during I, the Victorian I think I did times. I didn't know that because
0: it pales you out. Yep. Like it. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, they valued a sickly pallor.
0: All us fucking goth bitches <laughs> would have been on that arsenic train, ladies. I'm just saying.
1: Honey, Katie, can you tell us how to gain a sickly pallor?
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: go for your what? What are you going for? Your MBA? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we studied that. I had a class on that. actually be a goth bitch 101. No. Yeah. I guess you just fucking either lead paint all over your face, which is also something that we used to do, or just smack on some arsenic. I
1: recommend a good TV paint stick <laughs> if you want a sickly powder. Yeah. You know, a good Mehran, like, white, or,
0: you know, just go out shade down in your foundation if you yeah. want to. Yeah. I, I actually eat- can't. There are no shades of foundation after mine. Like, that's it. It's
1: just dead. After that, <laughs>
0: you just, like, it's just literally white. Like, it's, white you're dead. cream makeup mm-hmm. from Spirit. Apollina. At that
1: point, they recommend a funeral See director. A doctor. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's
1: true. So, in the Dark Ages, uh, arsenic became the poison de jour uh, of oh. assassins everywhere. <laughs> assassins everywhere loved arsenic. Mm hmm. Um, due to its action. So arsenic poisoning closely resembles cholera, which was a common common affliction at the time. And it works by attacking the enzyme ATP in human cells, shutting down the transfer of energy. Now, arsenic is a nasty substance, and in strong concentrations, it causes all manner of blood-streaked Gastro, gastrointestinal dis- mm. distress, convulsions, That coma. means you
0: shit blood. Yeah. Just going to shit and translate blood. that.
1: Shit and blood. Um, and death. Mm. Also that. Uh, in smaller chronically consumed amounts, such as like something you might find if your groundwater is contaminated, it is known to inspire a host of diseases uh, not limited to cancer, heart disease, and diabetes.
0: Mm. Wilfred Brimley.
1: <laughs> diabetes. Bless you, sir. Mm-hmm. All right, number three, lead.
0: Otherwise oh, known as paint, paint in the 70s. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> so, lead was one of the first metals mankind ever used. It was smelted about 8,000 years ago. And yet, it has only been in the last few decades that we just realized how fucking dangerous it is.
0: Realized it <laughs> weren't too good. Nope. Yeah,
1: no, not good. Uh, that's 8,000 years of fuck
0: (laughs) think of how we could have evolved
1: for real instead we're this
0: yeah
1: (laughs) oh gosh so lead attacks uh literally every organ in the human body and thus poisoning is manifested by (laughs) any number of symptoms Mm -hmm. uh everything ranging from diarrhea to uh disabilities children in particular are susceptible uh fetal exposures causes permanent neurological disorders And strangely enough, many criminologists believe that the widespread drop in violent crime is at least partially due to increased lead regulation. Uh, Children born in the 1980s and afterward have had markedly less exposure to lead and may be less prone to violence as a result. Mm -hmm. Honey, where are the receipts? (laughs) Where are the receipts? Because... (laughs) I don't know about that.
0: You know, they said that Van Gogh actually suffered from lead poisoning.
1: Oh, I heard that.
0: Yeah, because he was, like, known All to that have paint? His crazy... Well, these crazy episodes that he would have, some people say it was epilepsy and bipolar, but other people say that he had a really bad... Because he used lead pigments. Everybody did back then. They used lead pigments in their paintings, and Van Gogh had a habit of, like, sucking on his brushes, and, like, lead apparently has a sweet aftertaste mm. to it. So he was kind of known for, like... I guess he wouldn't pay attention. He would just put his mouth, his paintbrush in his like teeth to hold it or something. Yeah, and then maybe he decided that it tasted good, so he was just like, Burn. but uh, yeah. They say that he was um, all that stuff with cutting off his ear and all that like. Was, that it was actually poisoning? just lead poisoning that drove him insane? Wow, that's yeah. interesting. I did. Yeah, he had a couple of the um, he had like stomachitis and like the abdominal pain and stuff that happens with uh, with lead poisoning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Interesting. Interesting theory.
1: All right, number 2 on our list. Broda Falcom. Facum. Facum, Facum.
0: Facum? I've never Fa- heard, I've never facum. I have never heard of this one. Facum. <laughs> facum. And it's like when your man ain't shit and your girlfriend tell you, "Fuck." You broda Facum. <laughs> I've never heard of this one.
1: Um So, yes, so since just after World War II, it's actually kind of like a, a, known as like a rodent side, so I guess kind of like Mm -hmm. rat poisoning. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: A.K.A. arsenic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was used just after World War II. It is a highly lethal anticoagulant. It works by reducing the amount of vitamin K in the blood. And since vitamin K is needed in the clotting process, eventually the body becomes subject to massive internal hemorrhaging. Lots of blood leaking from your vessels and orifices. Mm, that ain't good, y'all. Um, so it's sold under the brand names such as Havoc, Talon, and Jaguar.
0: Fuck. <laughs> All of which would have been amazing like screen names for the days of Yahoo Messenger. For real, Havoc. 100% would have been like Talon.
1: Yeah. So it must be handled carefully as it can easily permeate the skin and remain in the your system for months at a time.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, mm. not good.
0: Hmm. So basically it just makes you bleed out.
1: Yeah, essentially. Yeah. It, bleed it, out. It
0: turns you into, a um, what is it? Hemophiliac.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Just bleed all over the place. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Till you're dead. So now I'm down to number one. Strychnine. Strychnine? Ah,
0: strychnine. 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 Yeah, strychnine.
1: So, mostly <laughs> derived from the seeds of the strychnose nux vomica tree
0: (laughs) it doesn't sound nice
1: no of india and southeast asia strychnine is an alkaloid substance used as a pesticide uh, especially on rodents Mm. death caused by strychnine is absolutely agonizing
0: Mm. what happens
1: so it's a neurotoxin so it attacks the nerves of the spine specifically causing the body to contort and spasm as the muscles are contracted against their will uh oscar derlewanger
0: (laughs) derlewanger
1: Derlewanger, a nazi ss commander during world war ii so i don't feel bad about fucking up his name derlewanger Mm -hmm. derlewanger derlewanger anyway uh (laughs) Somebody out there is like a really nice person right. with the name Derlewinger. Yeah, like, I there swear, in just I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> um, so he would inject his prisoners with the chemical and watch them convulse for his own wicked amusement. Strychnine is one of the few substances on the list that I've mentioned that is cheap and actually easy, easily commercially available. Uh, probably sold in your local hardware store at that as Gopher Killer.
0: Like still sold? Yeah. Ooh.
1: Not good. That one was, in in particular, um, throughout my research, was the most, like, had the most terrifying side effects to me.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it just reminded me of, like, when we talked about demon possession. Yeah. And how, like, you literally would have no control, and your body just convulses, like, that like freaks me out yeah that that terrifies me blood bleeding all over the place fine
0: <laughs> oh that's fine no <laughs> the liquefying of all of my internal organs and then seeping out through yeah. my uh, orifices uh, that's okay
1: shit and blood don't want to shake <laughs> cool um but don't yeah don't just that. <laughs> yeah just that no it's just that vision of just like you Ugh. i don't know it, it has the, like, most of the, that has the most, um, not interesting effect, but, like, a lot of the the symptoms from the other poisons are very, like, it's, um,
0: like stomach happens, fluey. Yeah, yeah, stomach
1: fluy It happens internal. There are lots of mm-hmm. internal things going on. It's very external. And this is very, very expressive like, poison. expressive. Right. It's very expressive and could be very terrifying to someone, you know, if you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, you I might mean, literally. Should, even be... if
0: you do know what the fuck's going on. Right.
1: Right but i mean you might be thinking a demon's trying to come at you
0: true but really you're just
1: you've got strychnine in your system
0: (laughs) you're just dying
1: you're dying (laughs) so yeah that was my list of 10 super deadly uh poisons toxins gases all of that stuff which uh you should not use to harm another human being
0: no not at all never no the one uh the one i was waiting for wasn't on there actually um the Umshinrikyo that you mentioned with the nerve gas, mm-hmm. the guy who founded, we'll go into a deeper dive on Umshinrikyo on a future episode probably because it's fascinating. But um, the guy who founded that, who used that nerve gas to kill somebody, the bigger thing that the cult was actually known for was a sarin gas attack on the Japanese metro or subway. Oh, I don't know what they call yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I did read yeah, that. Yeah, in 1995 actually. Um, yeah, sarin gas is scary as fuck. Um, but we'll we'll dig into that on another episode. Cause it's, it's interesting it's
1: because, you know, some of these are organic, right? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to think that some of these that are, you know, man-made or made into these weapons of destruction, like how how smart someone has to be in yeah. order to weaponize these things. And like, can we just use that brain power for like... Something constructive. Something other than death.
0: Something constructive. Yes. I agree.
1: But no, we're out here making we're doing chemical warfare. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thanks. Uh, Thanks know. for that.
0: True. Okay. All right. So, I have a case for you. You know I can't resist a good a good poisoner. Oh my god. Tale.
1: Katie has a case.
0: <laughs> I'm on the case. <laughs> no, I can't I can't resist a good poisoner story. And there's um there's quite a bit to choose from, but I chose one of my favorites. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. So.
1: Oh, I, I'm here for the enjoyment.
0: So gather around. I'm gathered. Um, this, this story's fucking crazy. So just buckle in and, and stick with me. Cause it's like, there's a lot happening. I'm buckled. I'm here. So this is the case of Audrey Marie Hilly. So the year is 1975. We're in the town of Allist of, let's try again. <laughs> We're in the town of Anniston, Alabama. So it's a Bama story. Bama. Uh, 42-year-old Audrey Marie Hilly lives with her husband of 24 years. His name is Frank. And their two children, Carol and Mike. So born Audrey Marie Frazier on June 4th of 1933 in Blue Mountain, Alabama. Blue Mountain, Alabama. Marie married Frank on May 8th of 1951, and by all reports, the couple was a happy one, but throughout their marriage, Marie and Frank had argued over finances. In the 1970s, friction was mounting between the couple. Despite Frank's well-paying job and Marie's job as a secretary, the family had little savings set aside due to Marie's expensive spending habits. Her spending problem was actually far more egregious than Frank even expected, and I actually did write that word myself, egregious. Egregious? I, that I love came from that word. Me. Egregious. Yeah. I love that word. Isn't it a good it's word? one of my favorites. Right? Yeah. I know that it's a little bit like highbrow for our program, but. No, I love that. I enjoy it. So her problem was a little bit more uh, egregious than even Frank expected. Uh, since she was spending more money than the couple brought in, Marie had taken to frequently engaging in sex with her bosses for money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's a whore
0: it's a different kind of part-time job honey uh-huh. just going over to the coals like
1: i mean damn um, you cut ain't back. <laughs> right right
0: so both frank and mike uh their son began to suffer from stomach problems and doctors diagnosed them with the stomach flu based on their symptoms luckily mike recovered from his illness following his departure for seminary school But Frank became more and more ill, being hospitalized several times over the course of a year. And in the hospital, doctors had diagnosed him with a viral stomach ache and later with liver malfunction and, quote, infectious hepatitis, which doesn't sound good.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: Infectious hepatitis just, it doesn't sound like they should let you out of the hospital. (laughs) <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> you would think. I
0: feel like, I feel like that's a hazmat but situation. But we're in, we're
1: in the 50s, right? We're in the 70s. 70s. Sorry. So, <laughs> similar, <laughs> uh, but a little different. We're in the 70s, so they should know better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Marie did very little to help Frank's spirits as the marriage was on the rocks one evening in 1975 when he returned home early from work complaining of stomach pain he found his wife in bed with her boss what a bitch! so sadly frank hilly didn't have long to mourn his marital problems after a brief stay he finally succumbed to his long-term illness on the morning of may 25th 1975 passing away in his hospital bed with his wife marie right by his side Frank's autopsy, performed with Marie's permission, of course, revealed swelling of the kidney and lungs, bilateral pneumonia, and inflammation of the stomach. Because the symptoms closely resembled those of hepatitis, that was listed as Frank's cause of death, you know, the infectious hepatitis thing, mm-hmm. and no further tests were conducted. Marie then collected on a $31,140 payout from her husband's life insurance policy.
1: One hundred and thirty-one thousand one hundred and forty
0: dollars Which is equivalent to, like, that doesn't really sound like a lot in today's money, but that's equivalent to exactly $143,575.76 in 2017. So it's quite a payout, right? Yeah, all right, she got paid. Right. So, uh, Marie mourns the death of her husband. Mm -hmm. We have a funeral for him. And the family sort of moves on. Three years later, Marie Hilly took out a $25,000 life insurance policy on her daughter, Carol, which included a $25,000 additional accidental death rider, which took effect in August of 1978. In early 1979, then, imagine everyone's surprise when Carol began suffering from nausea, which eventually became so severe that she was admitted to the emergency room several times. Mm -hmm. But her mother was there to ease her pain all along, Uh, giving her injections to alleviate the nausea, but the girl continued to get sicker and sicker. She began to complain of numbness in her extremities, and fearing that her systems were psychosomatic, Carol's physician had the girl undergo psychiatric testing at Birmingham's Carraway Methodist Hospital. Throughout this period, Carol continued to receive injections from her mother, who warned her not to tell anyone else about the shots, which were supposed to be helping her. Mm. So, secret. Secret shots.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: About a month after Carol was admitted to Caraway Methodist Hospital, her new physician noted that the child was suffering from malnutrition and vitamin deficiencies, adding that he was beginning to suspect heavy metal poisoning could be to blame for her symptoms. Marie immediately discharged Carol from Caraway that afternoon and checked her daughter into the University of Bama Hospital the following day.
1: University of Bama?
0: University of Bama.
1: Is that, is that serious? Yeah, is, no. no. Oh, <laughs> University okay. University of Alabama. I mean, because it's Alabama, so... <laughs> yeah, true.
0: No, it's University of Alabama Hospital. So, shortly thereafter... So, so basically what we have is, you know, initially in the emergency room, uh, the physicians are thinking, oh, it could possibly be psychosomatic because they just can't find a reason that this child would be suffering from all these severe nausea issues and pain, stomach pain. Uh, so they sent her for psychiatric testing. And at the hospital that she was supposed to go undergo psychiatric testing, that physician began to think that maybe she was being poisoned. Um, And, of course, her mother immediately takes her out of there, checks her into a different hospital. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Not, not... um, Suspicious at all. Suspicious. By the slightest, no.
0: So shortly thereafter, uh, after Carol is checked into the University of Alabama Hospital, Marie was arrested for writing bad checks to the insurance company for Carol's insurance policy. And this had caused the policy to actually lapse. Mm Mm-hmm. The coverage to labs. All right. Meanwhile, University of Alabama physicians concentrated on caring for Carol, noting that their patient's hands and feet were numb and that she had nerve palsy causing foot drop and she had lost most of her deep tendon reflexes. And most tellingly, these attentive, very clever, very sexy physicians. I added that detail. (laughs) They noticed that Carol had Aldrich's Mies lines on her nails. And if you've ever seen, oh, yeah. if you've ever seen anything on fucking Investigation Discovery on poisoning, Aldrich Mee's lines, also called leuconychia strata, are horizontal white lines of discoloration on the fingernails and toenails. Carol's doctors knew what all the rest of us who watch investi- Investigation Discovery knew. These lines are a hallmark symptom of one thing, heavy metal poisoning. Forensic tests on samples of her hair were conducted by the Alabama Department of Forensic Scientists, or Sciences, (laughs) the Alabama, (laughs) the Department Department of Scientists, yes. Department of Forensic
1: Scientists.
0: (laughs) People forward.
1: Sounds sexy.
0: So the Alabama Department, uh, all of the sexy scientists in the Alabama Department of Forensic Sciences uh, did forensic tests on samples of Carol's hair on October 3rd of 1979, and those tests revealed arsenic levels ranging over 100 times the normal level close to the scalp and zero times the normal level at the end of her hair shaft. So what this indicates is that Carol had been giving increasingly large dose, larger doses of arsenic over a period of four to eight months. Mm. That same day, they exhumed Frank Hilly's body, And a toxicology report revealed between 10 times and 100 times the normal level of arsenic. And, you know, once a body has been buried, obviously at that point he'd been buried for over three years, once a body has been buried, the arsenic kind of starts to seep out, right? Yeah. So whatever level they tested at in 1979, it would have been higher the day that he died. So it was concluded, obviously, that both Frank and Carol had suffered from chronic arsenic poisoning. Got
1: it. Okay. Suspicious.
0: So, suspicious. (laughs) I wonder who did it.
1: Me, the detective on the
0: case. Suspicious. (laughs) I wonder who the culprit could be. Me coming
1: in. Well, that's suspicious.
0: Hilarious. Okay. So, uh, Marie was still incarcerated on her bad check charges when she was arrested on October 9th for the attempted murder of her daughter. The Aniston police found a vial in her purse, tests of which revealed the presence of arsenic. Two weeks later, Frank's sister found a jar of rat poison, which contained 1.4 percent to 1.5 percent arsenic. On November 9th, Marie Hilly was released on bail. After which, she registered at a local motel under an assumed name and disappeared. Imagine that.
1: Oh! Okay.
0: Not really sure why we released a murder suspect on bail. So they
1: knew she was... Did they know? Or was it, like, one of those things where it was like, okay, it's her time to be released, and then and then they were like, oh, no, wait. Someone came no, in with information I think, later.
0: I think they knew. I think it was a, a thing. Like, um, there's a lot in this case... I think the fact that she was a woman, and it was the 70s in Alabama, made a big difference. Mm. In this case. But regardless, she gets out. She registers at a local motel under assumed name and disappears completely. Uh, a note was left behind indicating that she might have been kidnapped. <laughs> but Marie Hilly was listed as a fugitive.
1: Hmm. Suspicious.
0: <laughs> on November... There's a lot of that in this case. So on November 19th, there was a break-in at the home of Marie's aunt. A car, some women's clothing, and an overnight bag were missing from the home. Investigators found a note in the house reading... Do not call police. We will burn you out if you do. We found what we wanted and will not bother you again. <laughs> Which is just the most polite, like,
1: don't call the police. I'm not going to bother you again. I'm good.
0: <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. So, on January 11th, 1980, A couple months later, Marie was indicted in absentia for her husband's murder. So originally she had been arrested for the attempted murder of Carol. I guess after all of the stuff came back with the autopsy and everything for Frank and they got everything in order and got the case lined up, they indicted her in absentia for his murder as well. So now we have a murder charge and we have an attempted murder charge. Um, Subsequently, investigators found that both... uh, That both Marie's mother and her mother in law, Carrie Hilly, had significant but not fatal traces of arsenic in their systems when they died.
1: Wow.
0: The remains of Sonia Marcel Gibson, an 11 year old friend of Carol Hilly's who had died of indeterminate causes in 1974, were also exhumed and examined. But they were found to contain only a normal amount of arsenic. Whatever that
1: means, (laughs) just a normal amount. She's fine.
0: Gibson was one of the many... Well, not now. <laughs> right. Gibson was one of the many neighborhood children who had fallen ill after drinking beverages that they have been given during visits to the Hilly household. Mm. So nothing concrete there, but very interesting. Two police officers who had been dispatched to look into a disturbance that Hilly had called... Uh, 9/11 had called 911. 9/11. 9-11. What? Let's try again. <laughs> I wrote this sentence. I don't know why I can't read it. So two police officers who had been dispatched to look into a disturbance Called 9/11 the, at the Hilly House had called 911, but also reported coming down with nausea and stomach cramps after drinking coffee that Marie Hilly had offered them. So mm. like there had been a disturbance, and she called 911, and she gave the officers coffee, and then they said that they had had like severe cramps afterwards. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Very so, interesting. That's January 1980. We're gonna get in our. Let's see. We have the way way back machine. We need the slightly bit forward machine. Okay. So May 29th 1981. We're gonna we're gonna flip the script a little bit.
1: Oh the script is flipped. Hello So May 29th
0: 1981. We're in Florida. Okay. And John Greenleaf Homan III.
1: Whoa 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 whoa. Which whoa, is such an hold on pause. John Greenleaf Holman. The third. The third. Yep. The third what?
0: That's the name that they passed along. <laughs> the third Holman. The,
1: uh, okay. Yes. All right. The third Holman.
0: They said, let's keep this name in the family. Why? <laughs> That's what I want to know. So John Greenleaf Holman third and his family gathered to celebrate his marriage to Robbie Hannon, his girlfriend of a little over a year. Robbie had little family, and she only talked about her twin sister, Terry, uh, who was sadly unable to make the journey from her home in Texas to Florida for their wedding. Shortly after their marriage, Robbie and John Homan moved to New Hampshire. During the summer of 1982, John's new wife traveled to Texas on family business, mentioning that she wanted to see a specific doctor in Texas about an illness that she'd been struggling with. So John, who I guess was unable to go due to work or whatever, um, bids his new bride goodbye, uh, and she heads off to Texas to visit her sister and talk to this doctor. During the trip, though, John received a tearful call from Robbie's sister, Terry Martin, informing him that Robbie had succumbed to her mysterious illness while in Texas. John quickly questioned whether he should fly to Texas to retrieve to retrieve his wife's body as her next of ken but terry informed him that robbie's body had been donated to medical science according to her personal wishes
1: a lot that's happening right now <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot i told you to buckle up because there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot that's going on right now i mean i'm okay
0: okay you follow me
1: i mean i'm good i'm just like I'm just thinking to myself like this man, this poor man who just went to work and his wife was just going to Texas for a quick trip to go see family. And now she's dead and now buried already. Dead.
0: Yeah. Well, not buried. Donated to tonight.: Well, excuse
1: fine. me, dead and donated.
0: <laughs> dead and donated.
1: <laughs> a little suspicious.
0: It's <laughs> a theme. So on November 12th, same year, 1982, Terry herself showed up at John and Robbie's home in New Hampshire. Terry began living with John, and the two began a romantic affair, coming together, if you will, literally, Uh, in their shared grief. What?
1: No. No. I'm sorry. What? So this was a twin sister.
0: Twin sister. Yep.
1: I I feel like I know where this is going. And I'm like, I'm trying. Okay. Okay. Continue.
0: Okay. So Terry and John come together together. In their grief. They come Literally. Okay. Robbie Homan's obituary in a New Hampshire newspaper, however, aroused the suspicion of the state police, who were unable to verify any of the information within. One particularly astute detective surmised that perhaps the woman living with John Homan as Terry Martin was, in fact, Robbie Homan, who had staged her own death. His hunch paid off. And after a diligent investigation, New Hampshire police brought Terry in for questioning, and she confessed, not only to being Robbie Homan, but also to being none other than Audrey Marie Hilly. What the fuck? Okay. That's where we circle back.
1: Okay. I figured that's where this was going. Yes. Um, okay, so you're telling me that this man, who was married to this woman, even though she said she had a twin sister.
0: Yes. Yes
1: let his wife go to Texas. She yep. died. Yep. Apparently no big deal. Right. right. Like I'm not. <laughs>
0: MED. <MVP. laughs> no big deal. Uh, her uh, her, her new body. New wife he never, man. <laughs> he,
1: he never got to see his wife. Didn't like say, okay, well let me catch a flight down there. Like yeah. let me do that. Nope. It was just like, nah, no, nope. okay, cool. Um, and then this woman who looks exactly like the woman he's been married. He has been married to not for long, but I mean, obviously oh, well, you should be able like to recognize yeah. her. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just oh, it's you're, her Terry? Twin you're, yeah. you're Terry, you're you're Terry, Terry, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's very gullible because even then, like I'm sorry, but even then, even with twins, like twins,
0: you can fucking tell.
1: You can tell the difference. I, I've
0: known a lot of identical twins in my life, and I've always been able to tell.
1: Yeah, like even if they are like like completely like just. Identical, like personality yeah, differences, yeah. and I'm and, and unless she was Vocabulary like a phenomenal actress.
0: <laughs> Apparently, she had changed her hair color and lost weight, so she did do a little bit, but clearly not a lot. I just I, that's I, a I little. Think, I think, I think John, John was sweet. He might have been touched. Might have been a little bit touched. He was sweet. A little caressed, you know. He, he was sweet. He was,
1: sweet. He, he was a third, obviously. He was sweet.
0: <laughs> yep. He was a third. Yep. Uh, from on. Florida. So, following this confession, Marie Hilly obviously was sent back to Alabama to face trial. Not surprisingly, Marie received a life sentence for the murder of her husband, plus 20 years for the attempted murder of her daughter. But our story doesn't end there. Because you know i got more for you. I told Damn. you it was going to be a rocky ride.
1: Damn. So
0: please don't leave your seats. The party is not over.
1: The the fastened seatbelt sign is still buckled. The
0: fastened seatbelt sign is still lit.
1: Thank you for flying Haunted Heart Airlines. Please
0: remain in your seats.
1: Alcohol will be served momentarily. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so records indicate that Marie Hilly was a model prisoner at the Calhoun County Jail in Anniston, Alabama, which earned her some rather generous furlough privileges. Marie was awarded multiple one-day get out of field, get out of. Let's try it again.
1: Get out of fail cards? Get out of fail. (laughs) I need that. Unfortunately, that that isn't working. (laughs) I need that.
0: Marie was awarded multiple one-day get-out-of-jail free passes to venture outside the prison. She always returned on time from her prison vacations, though, and in this way, she gained the trust of prison authorities. That's how you do it. Despite the fact that this bitch had disappeared on bail before she got arrested well, what I'm to, before she
1: went to prison what i'm trying to figure out is why did she even confess to that in the first place like because they didn't have any idea that she was this hilly hilly girl
0: i think it i think the string was unraveling and she figured she better just go ahead and tell them because they were gonna get there um and they probably would have if they had printed her and like well they, there wasn't a national database at that point in time so i don't know i think they were leaning on her pretty hard so all right anywho So Marie Hilly sort of gets the trust of prison authorities and, of course, violates it uh, (laughs) brilliantly in February. Suspicious. In February of 1987, when Marie Hilly was given a three-day pass to visit her husband, John Homan, who, yes, was still actually married to this psycho.
1: He didn't divorce her? He did
0: not divorce her. Still married to her. Still getting furlough visits.
1: Huh.
0: <laughs> interesting.
1: <laughs> Who's she fucking? <laughs> Honestly,
0: in a case full of interesting, like, weird-ass shit, that's the weirdest thing, is that he was still married I to feel
1: her. like she, she might have been, is she fucking somebody at that prison? I don't think they just give you, you're good, and mean, good behavior. I mean,
0: we do see it in her. In I her feel past. like
1: she was, Yeah, she was slipping somebody the V. Could be, could and be. I'm not, yeah, no.
0: All right. So she goes to visit John, her loving husband, who is still married to her. And after one night in an Aniston motel room, John left the hotel for a few hours, only to return to a note from Marie asking for his forgiveness. Four days after Marie vanished from the motel, Aniston police found her after responding to a call about a suspicious person. Here's that <laughs> word again. They found Marie soaking wet and numb, apparently Crawling around in the woods in temperatures in the low 30s. So, Marie was taken to a local hospital where she underwent treatment for severe hypothermia. Five years after her conviction and sentencing in 1987, Marie Hilly died of heart failure brought on by her hypothermia in the emergency room. And that is the story of Audrey Marie Hilly. So,
1: wait, now I'm confused. So, she went, she left. And just went to live in the woods?
0: She left. uh, So she went on furlough to visit John, right? And after only one night together, she bounced from the hotel room. And she, I don't know what the plan was as far as the woods thing went. But apparently she had just been crawling around in the woods for like four days. I don't know whether she was trying to make a life in the woods or what the plan was. She was like,
1: she's on the ground. The woods are wet and it's cold and she's just like patting the leaves down and she's like, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) You know, it's fine. I'm just going to like sleep and throw some cold leaves over me for a blanket. It's fine.
0: (laughs) Didn't work. Didn't work. She's not fine. No, definitely not fine. No. So that is that's Marie Hilly. And she died Crazy of hypothermia. Story. She died of heart failure brought on by hypothermia.
1: So she died from hypothermia.
0: <laughs> Essentially. <yeah. laughs> Essentially.
1: Well, that's that's not right. I wanted something better for her.
0: You know, it's kind of appropriate for her to die of hypothermia considering she was a cold hearted bitch.
1: Well, that's true. Damn. I'm interested to know like how her daughter reacted to all of that. Like after finding out, because her daughter didn't die, so no. obviously she's there, and she just had this realization that this her mother was trying to kill her, and then her mother just up and up and leaves. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would be interested to know how her daughter reacted to that because that's a little awkward.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's um. So
1: you just trying to you? Huh? You tried to kill me?
0: Yeah. Okay. No, her daughter, um, her daughter is just now, I think in like 2012, she was saying that she might be ready to open up and talk to Investigation Discovery about a special on her mom. Mm. Um, I think, you know, she was obviously estranged from her Um, and then she died. So the mom, Marie, Um, so I think she she's mostly stayed out of it. Um, obviously I'm sure she wants to just like live her life and not focus on the fact that her mom was crazy. Uh, but clearly her mom had some undiagnosed mental stuff happening.
1: Maybe it was not excusing
0: it, but I'm just saying that she was clearly fucked. There's actually a really cool picture that maybe we'll share on our social media, um, of... Marie Hilly, it's scary. She's... No, we won't, because we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we will now. No, there's um, there's a picture that was taken in 1983 um, that was actually on the front page of the Aniston newspaper, and it's her trying to hide her face, but she looks evil AF. Henny. 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 Wow, yeah, that was no. a ride. It was. It's a fucking crazy story, but obviously we wish Carol and her family well and we're
1: and that john guy she married bummed. he's just is he still married? <laughs>
0: I, I mean, I don't know what he's doing. Somebody should check in on him. Does he still think did she
1: does he still think his wife is just somewhere? Did he get the memo that she <laughs> that she died?
0: I'm pretty sure yes. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right, cuz if not somebody should tell him.
0: I think I mean maybe. Maybe he's wandering around in the woods to be honest. Jesus. Oh my. Yeah. Yep. That's my case
1: That was fun Fun, That was a ride That was a good one I love that
0: Yeah Crazy So That brings us Dear friends Once again To the end of our episode
1: To the end of our episode We have finished our meals Uh, Our bellies are full
0: Yeah And we want you Again To have a wonderful Thanksgiving Surrounded by your Family and friends Who you love And cherish But Just remember.
1: You never know.
0: Hope you can trust him.
1: Hope. (laughs) As I'm like looking across the table at Katie.
0: As we carve a turkey. Yeah, she
1: brought me. Yeah, at uh, drinking the Starbucks that you brought me. Mm -hmm. With that suspiciously has no ice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hallmark mm, sign. (laughs) Suspicious. As you're like fucking choking on dying, the- you're like suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So you guys know what to do. Connect with us on all do the they? social medias. They do. I tell them every time, but I'm going to tell them again. The Haunted Heart Podcast on Instagram, at The Haunted Heart on Twitter. Search for The Haunted Heart Podcast on Facebook. Make sure you go like our Facebook page um, and also join our closed group. It's fucking awesome. You guys hear me talk about it every week. You got to get over there. You got to join. We have like meme days. And I'm telling you, it's a treasure trove of it, content. People. It,
1: it really is.
0: It's it's great. We actually had a thread the other day where everybody posted their angsty teen photos mm-hmm. from like way back. And it was beautiful. Yes, it was. It was truly soul enriching. Very wholesome. So, yes. So make sure that you're uh, with us there. If you would like to leave a little coin on the dresser, you can check us out at patreon.com slash thehauntedheart. And if you're looking for some swag to rep your favorite show... Head over to thehauntedheart.com and smack that merch tab. Smack and you can it. see all of our favorite shit.
1: Yes, we've got teas. We've got mugs for teas. Yes. We've not- <laughs> we have a lip
0: scrub that we designed specifically uh, and exclusively with Hello Gorgeous, mm-hmm. which is fucking amazing. It's like um, melted marshmallow. Yes. Roasted marshmallow. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's marshmallow. Gated. roasted over a fire. It's you marshmallow. Know, s'mores. S'mores. That's what it is.
1: Yes, we have an enamel it's pen. It's fucking delicious.
0: The lip scrub, not the enamel pen. <laughs> I don't recommend eating that. No.
1: That might lead to some sort of poisoning. It might.
0: <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah. Seriously, go check all of that out because it's super awesome. And you're awesome. And thank you so much for listening.
1: Yes. Thank we you for joining you us and spending time with us. But uh, it's time for us to go because we've got we got a turkey to carve. We've got some deviled eggs to eat. And, uh, yeah. Actually, I don't have a turkey to carve. There are no deviled eggs. (laughs) (laughs) There is an empty table.
0: (laughs) We hope that you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving. And seriously, all jokes aside, we are very thankful for you this Thanksgiving. Yes. So thanks Thank for listening. You. Thanks for fucking being here. Thanks for being our weird, spooky little group of folks. Yes. And as always, stay spooky. Stay spooky.